here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.6 FM in Mtata. All right, 44 minutes past four. Figures by Action Against Hunger show that nearly 700 million people across the world don't have enough food to eat. South Africa also faces this problem with a recent report showing that one in four preschoolers are battling long-term malnutrition. Now, the NGO Meals on Wheels Community Service will be doing its part in helping to fight hunger by hosting cookathons around the country on World Hunger Day that's coming up this Saturday. So we're joined now by Nelisa Mabenge, who is CEO of Meals on Wheels, to talk about uh, what's going on then, I guess, on this day of uh, Saturday, World Hunger Day, and also what they're doing as Meals on Wheels. Nelisa, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm well, thank you. Good morning to you and good morning to your listeners as well. Great morning. And you're making it a good one. I guess it will end even a better one because uh, we're doing acts of kindness, which is what we need. And thanks for making time for us. So how does Meals on Wheels link with action against hunger and, uh, you know, what we're seeing in terms of the figures they're giving us? And then tell us what you're planning to do for World Hunger Day. Absolutely. Um, Meals on Wheels was, um, it came into existence in 1964. Now, our initial drive at the time was to feed the elderly Mm -hmm. uh, as the very vulnerable in society. Um, But I think as time went on, we began to see that the need is much greater uh, in our communities. And therefore, we started to target poverty-stricken communities. Um, making sure that they get a hot cooked meal every single day. So we cook on average about 2.5 million meals a month. And I think at an annual, we're looking at about over 31 million meals uh, that we actually serve to poverty-stricken communities. Um, now, with this cookathon, um, what we are doing is we are looking at uh, using the World Hunger Day as a footmark in terms of reminding the corporates, reminding the various other strategic partners, such as government, to remember that we have a very existing pandemic and that has been existing over time, which is poverty. But moreover and above that, it's the pandemic of unemployment. So what we are doing is we are using this cookathon to mark the importance of our uh, role in terms of the NPO and their role as well in terms of corporates and government to make sure that we come together and strategically align in terms of alleviating poverty, alleviating hunger uh, within South Africa. So we are actually embarking on this cookathon, cooking with employees of Capitec Bank and also embarking on it with PepsiCo as very key strategic partners in terms of seeing the way forward of how it is we can see to it that poverty is alleviated moving into the future. Okay, so you are going to be doing cookathons. Yes, absolutely, throughout uh, the country uh, in all nine provinces. That's uh, quite a massive drive, all uh, nine provinces. And what is the aim of these cookathons and how do they actually work? 
So the aim of it is basically um, to see to it that we have very deep issues that we need to alleviate beyond just poverty, but also we have that responsibility of empowering our beneficiaries. So ours is to ask ourselves, after feeding, what are we doing? How can we assist this individual further? So we look into creating an uh, incubation system, which is an empowerment system um, that looks into training and developing our beneficiaries, qualifying them to be able to fend for themselves in the market tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to increase the queues of people who are hungry, but rather we are trying to decrease them. So we feed them, but after we are done feeding them, we empower them. Now, what our incubation system consists of is strategic partners, such as the ones that I've mentioned, Capitec, Pexico, and many others that we have actually embarked on to see how further we can develop these individuals. Now, we've run a pilot of this uh, incubation system hub where we have now empowered and exited out of our system seven SMMEs. So meaning that Mm -hmm. it works. All we have to do now is to expand that invitation to the rest of the country. But now the next question is, are we capacitated to do so? Looking at our unemployment, which is now sitting on 50%. So we have to see to it that corporates come on board, that they join us with their various, not just in funding, but also the infrastructure and what capacities they could possibly bring on board to see how we can roll out the system to the rest of the country. Because government will not achieve this pandemic of unemployment on their own. So we have to see to it that we play our role as corporates, as NPOs, to see how best we can empower these individuals to think for themselves tomorrow. And we give this figure in terms of action against hunger. We've done research in how many people are living in chronic hunger globally. Mm-hmm. 700 million, we rounded off there. And about 19 million of uh, this figure is uh, people in South Africa alone. So there's a serious challenge in the country then. And as a non-profit, what you're doing is obviously very important. So, But what do we need to do then? Because, I mean, we look forward in terms of how do we change the face of things as uh, Meals on Wheels, you are right at the forefront of, of this. What needs to change? Um, a lot of things. <laughs> mm. So, as you know, we are currently in the middle of yet another disaster in KZN. Mm. Um, as Meals on Wheels, we were one of the first responders on the ground, uh, seeing to it that people are fed um, in the various uh, rescue halls that we had set up. So ours is always to make sure that food is the least of people's worries when they think about tomorrow. Because once a person is fed, then I think it's a good start to then asking the next question, what needs to be done? Now, over and above that, um, I feel that the mindset needs to change. We are looking at crises that that go actually beyond Um, our state of preparedness and readiness for what is coming. Now, if you look at the global uh, um, climate change on its own, these are conversations that we should be having because disasters of this nature are still going to occur in future. Now, our question is to ask, are we prepared for these future disasters? Because we have to be in a state of readiness and anticipation We can't prevent them from happening, but we can see to it that we respond from a place of preparedness. So 
Now, looking at the fact of global climate change, it's a matter of asking how can we best respond to these disasters from a place of preparedness. Mm. So these are the conversations that are beginning to take place. Also, from a global economy perspective, we're looking at price, uh, fuel prices hiking up, and obviously this hikes up food prices and many other things. So it's a matter of asking how are we going to feed these communities and empower them, looking at our high levels of unemployment. We can't keep postponing these conversations. And more importantly, we can't keep postponing the level of execution that is required. So so looking at the unemployment now striking all the way up to 50%, it's at its highest than it has ever been in our country. We have to start making sure that we execute practical, very practical solutions seeing to it that our people are able to face tomorrow and fend for themselves by being empowered. So mm. what we are doing as an organization is that seeing to it that our pilot has worked. As I said, we've already released seven SMEs that are currently operating. These are people that didn't have work. They, didn't, they were not able to fend for themselves. They were queuing up for food. But now they are employing other people. Now, how powerful is that? if we can roll out the system to the rest of the country. Because looking into the future, we are looking at rather having these entrepreneurs um, as a model in terms of creating employment to the rest of the country. So we have to make sure that our corporates are playing a role way beyond funding. But the partnerships now have to be more collaborative where they bring their capacities on board in terms of training and development so that we can all work together to see how best our beneficiaries are able to stand tomorrow. Issues of hunger Mm. can no longer be topics. We should be discussing way beyond that, faced with more uh, pandemics and crises such as global climate changes. So we cannot afford to keep having this kind of a discussion when we have bigger issues that we need to look into. And as you mentioned, you're doing work in KZN. They are in much need of help. There are 200,000 meals uh, mm. to date you've served in that area. Your caregiving program there, in uh, especially the community of Durban, how do people contact you and, and get in touch? And also uh, maybe tell us who you are targeting. Uh, I know you say people from impoverished communities, uh, but yes. is there specifics? Yes. In KZN, um, as you know, we've just been struck yet again with uh, another disaster. Mm. So um, what we have done is we looked into the issue of making sure that they are provided with uh, hot-cooked meals three times a day. So we were literally sustaining them. But now as people were trying to make their way back to try and rebuild their homes, we had to embark on a food parcel drive um, so that they're able to take away some non-perishables as they rebuild their lives back again. This was also accompanied um, by uh, a dignity pack drives, which included toiletries and sanitaries, etc. But over and beyond that, the need was more than just physiological, but it was more psychological. There's been psychological trauma, one of emotional trauma and mental trauma. So our caregiving service, which is a very unique service, um, was seen to it that these individuals are also counseled because a disaster of this nature can really make serious impact in various ways to many of these individuals as they're trying to rebuild their lives. I mean, they've been displaced. 
So our caregivers were now providing the necessary counselling that is needed. And obviously sometimes this would go beyond people requesting prayers, which we would see to it that they're also supported spiritually. So I think over and above that, um, this is also one of those situations where we try and see how can we assist these individuals to build their lives back again. Because now we're going beyond just feeding them. We're going beyond just giving them meals. But how can we empower them for tomorrow so that they are able to afford homes that are decent enough for them to stay in? So these are the types of initiatives and um, short-term interventions that we are embarking on, empowering our individuals over and above just feeding them. So just more than just looking into the short-term interventions, we have to now start providing long-term, sustainable programs for our humanity, uh, sorry, for our human race, Mm. for our communities to survive moving into the future. And that's the kind of chat we need to have exactly on this Africa Day. Okay, so let's leave it there. Then uh, Meals on Wheels, the general public, how do we contact you for donations, for volunteering, and uh, all of that you need injections with? Yes, uh, very much so. You can please, uh, if you can get onto our website, www.mow.gov.org.za. What you'll find there is everything that you need. We have our call center that is readily available for you to just call into. It's a call-free number. Um, And right there, as you get onto our landing page, there's drop-off centers, Um, There's also our banking details for those who would like to perhaps provide any support in terms of funding contributions. So if they get onto our website, www.mow.org.za, all the information will be there. And they can see how they feel that they can assist moving forward. Thanks again for your time and all you're doing there at Meals on Wheels. We need the type of, uh, you know, movement that you've created and the type of people you are, Nelisa. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nelisa Mabenge is CEO of Meals on Wheels. Our time now, just uh, two minutes before we get to the top of the hour, five o'clock. Here is the, let's say, comment of the morning first, uh, DCAT, or Siate, on, uh, on, what is this, uh, Twitter, talking on our quote of the morning. Okay, so let me do this. Maybe it will make sense better this way. Quote of the morning, let's repeat that first. By recording your dreams and goals on paper, you set in motion the process of becoming the person you most want to be. Put your future in good hands, your own, end quote. Mark Victor Hansen gave us these words of wisdom, who is a motivational speaker and author. And then comment of the morning, Dissieta, just analyzing that and uh, making it resonate with you in your life, saying, I do love to be futuristic in terms of putting my goals on paper. Unfortunately, some might take how I go about it as jumping into the abyss. Perhaps it's all about not one size fits all. Well, that's exactly what it is. Do you, boo?